Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. One year, one year to the day since the Jazz star Rudy Gobert went all defensive player of the league and shut the entire league down with help from obviously a global pandemic. But here we are fittingly on that one year anniversary and COVID still very much in our minds. The all-star break is over. Yeah, there was a little two-gamer last night, but let's dive in a real slate tonight. 11 games on the docket. This is the Osmo NBA Strategy Show. Great to be back with you. I'm Adam Kaufman, the guy you've heard from plenty today already, and plenty more is still due. That is Josh Engelman, and we don't have nearly enough dink around time today because, again, we've got an hour to work with, and we've got 11 games to cover. So hit us with your questions, be it on YouTube, of course. we got that chat open, the Osmo Premium Slack channel, whatever floats your boat, and maybe we'll do a little DVD pull off the wall a little bit later on as well. How are you, bud? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I uh, did two hours on the process show today to get through all 22 teams. That was, man, well, a lot. That's for sure. Um, contenders videos are already out. Go check those out as well. And then after this, I'm hitting the road. Got to drive about an hour. I'm going to get my first COVID shot. So big day. Nice. Ahead of Congrats. That's awesome. Exciting. One year anniversary for you, too. Yeah, I guess that is kind of fun to get it on the day that like it kind of just stopped my life for three months. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say. How did you fill your time back then? Uh, during the beginning of it? Yeah, when there were no live sports to talk about and, oh. and obviously everything else that you do. So we started prepping really aggressively to run the, the NBA 2K Sim tournament. So I, I dove pretty hard into that. But even still, I mean, I had so much less to do during the day. And it was great because I had just moved in. I was basically just prepping to move into my new house. So it gave me a little bit of extra time to get all that stuff together at the old house. And then the new house is like a really great hang. So uh, I got to spend a lot of time outside in a really dope house. It makes me feel bad given like the amount of people that had obvious major problems for COVID. Uh, It really honestly like couldn't have been much better for me. (laughs) So how excited are you to get that first shot to then just go back to not leaving your house or seeing people? 
Yeah, I'm not excited at all. I'm terrified of needles, so it's really not fun for me in any way at all. Uh, but uh, it's not really going to change anything that I'm doing. I don't really like going out whether there's COVID or not. See, this actually might set you back a little bit because now you've got a built-in excuse. Yeah, I, well, I, I didn't really need one before. I would just not go and not do things. I didn't really care what anybody thought, um, and I still won't. But I'll just tell people that I don't have it. There you go. <laughs> I can be safe, but they don't need to know the truth. <laughs> like I said, 11 games to cover today, and uh, glad to have all of you back here with us. Hopefully you missed us at least a little bit, and uh, ideally you tuned in this morning for those two hours of the process to get just a you know a starting point idea and obviously much more than that but to uh, dive into what we should expect a little bit later on make sure you subscribe to the osmo youtube channel and keep up with all of our shows dfs offers naturally giveaways so much more once you subscribe you can hit that notification button to get alerts when our shows go live now here's a stupid question for you right off the bat admittedly so which is this because we've got, you know, almost a week in the rearview mirror of teams doing nothing, short of obviously the guys who went and played at that all-star game and were part of the event. Unfortunately, no positive coronavirus test to come out of that. So good job, NBA and all the players involved. But now that these teams will be playing tonight, how much breaking news, you know, last minute absences, guys getting ruled out, all the, you know, typical stuff that is involved in a regular slate that we deal with day to day. How much of that first day back from the all-star break do you expect over the course of the day today? I assume that today is a little bit lighter in news than it normally is. Um, just because I, you just have more time to get that information out. There are certainly going to be some questionable guys that come up to the mark, but in the grand scheme of things, as an 11, as far as 11 game slates go, I think that this should be relatively easy from a news perspective. I'd be surprised if the slate threw a ton of haymakers at us in that final hour window. All right. Well, something to monitor going forward. Speaking of monitoring, taking a look at the YouTube chat here. Uh, Christian G says this show is going to be about three hours long with Mr. Adam reading all the comments, LOL, including that one. So you've set us back about 15 <laughs> seconds. Good news is, though, it's going to be about half as long as a uh, Lafayette and Josh show. So, you know, that's that's an important thing to remember. We'll get you out of here in speedy time. Uh, Dasher says the Adam Kaufmanettes, let's go. That uh, That's not a club that anyone wants to join, but I appreciate the love. El Negro Loco beardless adam and uh jordan says today's dvd is going to be corky romano do you have any big thoughts on corky romano that's not, not on the wall behind me not a movie i've watched i'm very familiar with it but uh that was never my cup of tea even then uh andrew by the way a super chat before we dive into the game says what's up congrats on the shot it's barely a needle it's literally like getting your finger pricked you won't even feel it also luca over Giannis. uh Luca, it's a coin flip. I have them separated by like a tenth of a point relative to salary. Um, so, no, Luca equals Giannis. All right. Here are the top plays today. Obviously, you have James Harden. Naturally, that's a Nets team taking on the Celtics. Kyrie Irving is there. Kevin Durant is not playing. Always puts guys like Harden and Irving in a better spot. No Blake Griffin yet, by the way, for people that are looking forward to seeing that. You have Luka, you have Giannis, you have uh, Damian Lillard, Carl Anthony Towns, Steph Curry, Kyle Lowry, Nick Vucevic. You know, those are just some of the bigger names involved in the slate tonight. Who stands out to you most? Who's your favorite play? 
Uh, Luca actually at the top on DraftKings, basically tied with Giannis. Dame pretty uh, pretty highly ranked. Tobias Harris looking good there on Fanduel. Tobias Harris is my clear number one. He's sixty nine hundred. Um, no Ben Simmons, no Joel Embiid. I, I think that he is the unquestioned top play at that price tag. Shake Milton also very high up there for me on Fanduel at forty two hundred. Uh, Dwight Howard is only thirty eight hundred. Should be getting the start with Joel Embiid out. Another nice value option, but. Luca, Dame, Giannis. I'm happy to rotate through all three. They look great. Cool. All right, well, let's go. We've got, uh, again, 11 game slate tonight. The first one, Detroit in Charlotte, taking on the Hornets here. And uh, as far as we'll go to the Detroit side first, we typically start, obviously, with the road teams. Doesn't look to me like there's anybody, uh, you know, especially with the 11 games to think about tonight, anyone for the Pistons that you absolutely have to have. Naturally, toward the top. Guys like Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. You could include, but anyone stand out to you that you feel like is a uh, you know a real maybe value option down the line tonight? So if Jeremy Grant is in, he's the guy that you're looking at. Uh, seventy three hundred on Fanduel, seventy seven hundred on DraftKings. He's really the only guy that I see with any sort of value. Sadiq Bay for forty nine hundred on Fanduel. He's eight hundred dollars cheaper on Fanduel than he is on DraftKings. Those are really the only like. Those are the only two guys on FanDuel that I think are even viable to roster. Josh Jackson only showed up in the optimal lineup 2% of the time. I can't be recommending, you know, guys that are that low. Sadiq Bay is only at nine, but that's still twice the field. So Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay, that's pretty much it for me. If DeLon Wright is back, he's 6,400 on FanDuel, not all that interested on on FanDuel. He's 6,200 on DK, not all that interested there either. It's really just Jeremy Grant and Sadiq Bay. Normally, when we're talking about Charlotte, naturally, we're highlighting LaMelo Ball. As we know, he's starting every game now. Gordon Hayward is often in a good spot. Occasionally, Terry Rozier. Certainly, P.J. Washington is a you know slight pay-down guy. Seems like the guy who is in the best spot, though, of the Hornets tonight would actually be Cody Zeller. Do you agree with that? Ooh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think that anybody from Charlotte is actually in a really good spot. Uh, it's looking like Devonte Graham is going to be back. That's going to be, that's going to cause problems. Zeller being back. He's only really playing about 20 minutes a game in these mm-hmm. past few games when he's been back, he'd been out for a couple of days. Um, the, the real interesting question will be how many minutes does Bismack Biombo get? And do they go to a straight up split of minutes between Zeller and PJ Washington at the five? I think they should. They've been a much better team with PJ Washington at the five than with Bismack Biombo out there. I, in my opinion, if they are trying to win, they should be trying to take Biombo out of this rotation, whether or not they do that. I have no idea. So I do have Biombo in for 12 minutes. So I don't have any interest in Cody Zeller. I don't have any interest in Biombo. I really don't have much interest in anything here from Charlotte. Lamelo is basically 9K on both sites. And now with Graham back, it's just some touches that get redistributed. Malik Monk's going to be too expensive. I assume his minutes come down now. If you get to any shares of Ball or Hayward or Rozier, I think that's okay. But I mean, Terry Rozier is 8K on DraftKings. He is fully unplayable there. As far as I'm concerned, I don't really have much interest in Charlotte or Detroit. Dwayne says, Adam, no, LOL. Well, here's what I will tell you, at least, uh, you know, and and feel about it how you want to feel. Our guy, awesome O, Alex Baker himself, just looking at some of his projections. I wanted to see if I had any backup. He's got uh, Zeller as his best option in terms of just return on value tonight. Obviously, uh, you know, price, production, all of that. About five and a half X both DraftKings and FanDuel on the Charlotte side. So for him, I'm not saying he's a guy you got to get in there by any stretch with 11 games available to you, 
but uh, Zeller is the uh, the popular guy from Alex tonight. Yeah, and let me let me touch on that just for a second because I think it is sort of relevant, and it it's it basically exactly what I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Alex has Cody Zeller projected for 24 minutes. He does not have minutes projected to Bismack Biombo in this spot. I would also, if I took Bismack Biombo out, I would bump up Cody Zeller's minutes. He would look a little bit better as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. But Cody Zeller wasn't playing those minutes. Bismack Biombo has been in the full rotation, even with everybody healthy, when P.J. Washington was back. Uh, Devontae Graham was out, but I don't think that his minutes impact Biombo's minutes in this spot. Biombo has played every game since at least February 10th and more than 12 minutes in all of them. I'm afraid that they're not going to take him out of the rotation. They should. Alex is making that jump now. I appreciate taking that leap because I don't think anybody will get to Cody Zeller. But if you do assume that Biombo doesn't play, then that does bring Cody Zeller into play quite a bit more. So let's move over to the Celtics and Nets game, that game in Brooklyn. And the C's, uh, if you don't know, spanked by Brooklyn earlier this year, actually in both meetings, one preseason, one regular season, but lost by 28 in the regular season. And that was before James Harden got there. So now they got to deal with James Harden. Kevin Durant is not playing as mentioned, but starting on the Celtics side. Now, one thing to keep in mind here again, early in the day, and this is just a, a classic reminder of how things do evolve over the course of the day in all walks of of news that you know our guy news god and others will provide and certainly in terms of projections that alex puts out there so just a a quick glance he doesn't currently have marcus smart as uh being in and available tonight which he does expect to be his first action in about six weeks after that uh calf tear and so that's certainly going to impact things in terms of the guards provided that he comes in and plays his normal role even on a minutes restriction let's say he's available for 20 minutes that's still minutes that maybe a Peyton Pritchard or you know somebody like that even to some degree Kemba Walker these guys are not going to get so on the Boston side everyone save for Romeo Langford looking like they're healthy so Jalen Brown's in a good spot. Daniel Tice, among the bigs anyway, is in a good spot. Probably, uh, you know, with Marcus Smart coming back, Kemba Walker not in as good a place, uh, interestingly, in terms of productions. While uh, Jason Tatum is projected to have the most points for Boston, he's not the best value option at his price at North and Nine Grand. So how do you feel about the Celtics and what kind of uncertainty are you feeling right now? Not for me. I actually would like to have gotten to some Boston just because they're facing Brooklyn and that's a really nice spot. But in this case, like Jalen Brown on FanDuel at 7,900 showed up in the optimal for me just under 10% of the time. That's the highest mark on either site. On DraftKings, nobody is higher than 4.5% with Kemba. I I see nothing for Boston on DK that I would want to have more than like, you know, random shares of. If you can get to Tatum or Brown on FanDuel just because of the firm to positional nature of it all it's very rare that a guy that's properly priced that's also good is a, like ends up being any kind of bad play it just means mm-hmm. that ownership comes into play a little bit so tatum and brown i think are both fine options on fanduel call them 10 percenters if you want after that to me boston is fully off the table i gave marcus smart 24 minutes i have no concept of what he will be getting I'm hoping we get a little bit of word on it. I can't imagine that they just let him go full bore. They have no need for him to just come out and play a ton of minutes right now. No, and he acknowledged yesterday he'll be on a minutes restriction. He didn't say what it will be, but he'll be on a restriction. He's 5,900 on FanDuel, 6K on DraftKings, and fully unplayable. So to me, I'm ignoring most of Boston. If you get to Tatum and Brown on FanDuel, go for it. On DraftKings, it's not my cup of tea. 
for Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, you already alluded to this when the Nets are involved, you tend to be interested in playing guys from both sides, just because obviously this, uh, you know, the over under right now is set at right around 235 points almost, which is second highest on the slate. So for the Nets, even without Kevin Durant, and maybe especially without Kevin Durant, are you looking at it and feeling like, you know, James Harden is, uh, I know you said Luca is, is number one for you in terms of the stars on the slate, but James Harden, how great a spot is he in? Not to mention Kyrie Irving, if you do at all subscribe to the, you know, revenge narrative of it all. Yeah, I don't really have a ton of interest in Brooklyn either. James Harden's 11-5 on FanDuel, 11K on DK. is uh, picking up somewhere in the teens ownership on both sites. He's been fantastic as of late. 1.52 FanDuel points per minute over the last 30 days. I am projecting him a bit lower than that just because I think facing Boston is a problem. They have wing defenders that they can throw at Kyrie and Harden just to slow them down a little bit. I'm not saying that like they negate James Harden, but I think taking him from a 1.5 to a 1.4 point per minute rate against Brown and Tatum and Smart now being back, Semi being out there, they have some options to try and at least like muck it up at least a little bit. So I think it's easier to get to some of the other payup options. Again, if you get to James Harden and Kyrie Irving, particularly on FanDuel because of the way positions are set up, you're always okay paying for studs. It's rare that those guys get so far. It's hard for like James Harden or Kyrie Irving to end up overpriced in general. Like when Durant comes back, they might be overpriced by like two or $300, but those guys have ceilings that can eclipse price tags no matter what. So it's always okay to get to Harden and Kyrie, particularly on FanDuel. If James Harden's 19% owned on DraftKings, I would happily have zero. Let's talk about our sponsor, No House Advantage, taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports, offering player prop contests across, of course, the NBA. MLB is right around the corner. NFL, as we know, will be back in a matter of months. PGA, all for cash prizes. This exclusively peer-to-peer fantasy sports platform levels the playing field and makes it easier for you to win real cash as compared with your traditional DFS sites. Now, the best part, you can join for free today. Like I said, join for free today. Don't spend a dime. Download the No House Advantage app today. Use promo code AWESOMO to receive a first match deposit bonus up to $20. Beat your friends, not the house, and win big with player props today. We are continuing to just tick through an 11-game slate here. Get your questions in the YouTube chat and uh, from some kind words for you from Shlomo here. says, thanks, Josh, for an awesome night. I won 32K because of the process show. Locked in Bain in all 20 lineups for value. Love it. I love it. Uh, I awesome. was actually, I saw him today. Uh, I saw the name, or at least I saw what was at the top, because I finished, I think, fifth in the, the 20 max that he won. But he also nice. took down the smaller shot last night for, I think, 20 or maybe 30. Oh, it was, it, he, uh, he, he tweeted at me as well. I had a couple of screenshots of wins for 20 and five and all sorts of different yeah. uh, thousands. So uh, congrats, man. I'm glad that Bain got you there. Uh, I wish that I wouldn't have dialed back as much Bain as I had yesterday, but um, I am glad you were able to win some money, man. That's exciting. That's what we tell you. Keep watching the process. Josh is not getting up every morning early on for his health, or maybe he is. I don't know what physical fitness does for a person, but he does get up early, stares in front of his computer, which is probably not, uh, you know, good for you, but he does it for you, for the people. He sacrifices himself, his eyes, you know, potential clotting. He is aware of all of it just for you guys. 
He wants to make sure that you are uh, educated going into the slate and obviously a lot of great programming over the course of the day. But it all begins with the process each and every morning, bright and early. Let's go to Atlanta and Toronto here. And for the Hawks, boy, uh, there's not a ton here unless you really want to pay down, you know, significant savings, obviously, and value spot 3,500 on DK and, and projected almost 6x value for Bogdan Bogdanovich here for the Hawks. Is, is that a guy that you want to get in there while you're paying up at some other spots? Yeah, I think you have to. He's the flat minimum on FanDuel. Not as interesting just because of the amount of value that exists on FanDuel today, but on DraftKings at 3,500, I think he's a really interesting paydown option. And most importantly, it's because we have no idea how many minutes he's going to play. It's now Nate McMillan at the helm for Atlanta. It's so that is changing. He's played, he's coached one game and then got the break. He can fully change this rotation up. We have no idea where this moves from, from this point forward. You would expect them to want to play Bogdanovich, you know, 28 minutes plus. That's sort of why they brought him in. I can't imagine that Nate McMillan doesn't think he's at least decent. He was clearly good last year as well. So I gave him 24 minutes. I have him projected three points behind Alex right now on DraftKings, and I still think he's a good play. So I think there's a minute ceiling there that can get higher for Bogdanovich. I could very easily project him higher, and he still projects already as the best play from Atlanta on DK. I think a little bit of Trey Young and Clint Capella is fine. I think Trey Young on FanDuel just has to be looked at. He is $8,800, $1,100 cheaper than he is on DraftKings. Kind of difficult to get away from Trey Young in situations like this. Probably a reasonable cash option on FanDuel. Uh, I mean, there's just, there's so many games now that it's hard to speculate, but at the very least, he is picking up ownership and it's fully warranted at 8,800 against a Toronto team that's missing, I don't know, like half of everybody that's relevant. Yeah, a bunch of guys. For sure. We'll go to that side in a second. Chief Big Wave says, uh, reminding people, hit that like button. We're sitting north of 60. We uh, got about 400 people watching, so we got to do better than that. In fact, Ryan says, hit the like button, folks, because Josh is not going to like this ratio. You know what? That's absolutely right. I don't love it either. Let's hit that like. Let's get up over 100. One big push, one big swoop to get us there. Dwayne says, looking forward to the movie pick, too. Get your popcorn ready. Hopefully, Josh is staring at the wall behind me and uh, already has has that dream. I'm already pick. ready. Yeah, already. he's he usually, the second I turn my camera on, he knows where he wants to go there on the wall. So that'll I come do. up a little bit later on in the show. If you're new, enjoy it. But for Toronto, like you said, so many guys out, including, obviously, uh, you know, friend Van Vliet is not going to be there. Pascal Siakam's not going to be out there. As we know, OG Ananobi. So, you know, when you zero in on the likes of Kyle Lowry and, and Norman Powell, Chris Boucher, DeAndre Bembry, guys like that, I mean, how many of these guys do you want to get in? So it's tricky because I don't think that anybody's truly separating themselves from the pack. On DraftKings, Lowry, Powell, Boucher, Stanley Johnson, and Terrence Davis. I have in the optimal lineup between 10% and 14% of the time. So relative to salary, you can kind of grab anybody you want from Toronto. But no one is just clearly moving into a different stratosphere. So from a DK perspective, I think that Lowry is my easiest fade. Uh, I would like to come in a little bit lighter. I, I think he's picking up a bit more ownership than I would like. Um, I think it's easier to just get to like Norm Powell or Boucher or maybe even like Terrence Davis if you're paying down a little bit. Not that I don't like Kyle Lowry. It's just I think 30% ownership is a little high on an 11-game slate. On FanDuel, things are a little bit different. I don't have as much interest in Terrence Davis just because of how much value exists. Like Terrence Davis is 4,200. I think Shake Milton is the exact same price, just going off the top of my head. 
again, I don't have much interest in $8,500 Kyle Lowry. Only showed up in the optimal lineup 8% of the time for me. It's possible that I have him a little under projected. Alex has him about two and a half points ahead of me. So I could stand to bump him up, but he would be a guy that I would expect to be in under the field a little bit. I would rather get to more Norm Powell, more Chris Boucher, and potentially a little bit of pay down option. Stanley Johnson, 3,500 on both sites. I don't want to advocate too hard for that. I don't want it to sound like I think Stanley Johnson is some kind of good play. He is just simply a value play for Toronto. There's just so many minutes to go around now that you have to be grabbing parts of Toronto. They just look a lot better on DraftKings than they do on FanDuel. Get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools content for nearly every DFS sport available to you with the Osmo Plus Weekly Pass. Not even 30 bucks a week, $29.95. You see what we did there? It includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including, of course, player projections that I'm talking about all the time, ownership projections. Josh loves getting into that. Our premium Slack channel, which we always reference. You guys can get your comments in there and so much more. You got uh, lineup builder, fantasy cruncher, a lot of things that are available to you. Believe me, you want this tool to help you win some money. So if you're only looking to play NBA though, and that's naturally why you're here, that's okay as well. In fact, it's even cheaper for you. You can sign up for the weekly NBA Osmo Plus Pass, $16.95. So stop guessing, start winning, and join Osmo Plus today. Let's move to Orlando and Miami, an all-Florida battle in Miami here. And uh, the Magic, fresh off saying, or at least reportedly, that Nick Vucevic not on the trade block in the next couple of weeks, despite all you interested teams like my beloved Celtics. He's not going anywhere, and he is playing tonight. Uh, Dwayne Bacon is in a good spot, obviously significantly cheaper than a guy like Vooch or, you know, Aaron Gordon. And, well, to that end, by the way, Aaron Gordon, he's been out for some time. Are we going to expect to see him out there? I have no idea. I don't know what to make of Aaron Gordon today, but here's the problem. If Aaron Gordon's playing today, you have to be looking at him on FanDuel. He's only 5,500 there. Uh, He's 6,800 on DraftKings. You could largely ignore him. Um, Dwayne Bacon at 3,900 already picking up ownership. Today's going to be a day where we're going to see a lot of guys like sub 4,500 that are going to look basically exactly like Dwayne Bacon. I would Mm -hmm. just try to stay away from the ownership of those guys and just go to another comparable option. That's a really easy way to get different without having to, you know, jump through any hoops. Like Dwayne Bacon's projected for, I don't know, 21 fantasy points. There's going to be a couple guys around 3,900 that you could just flip into that have no additional ownership, but I really like Aaron Gordon at 5,500. I gave him 28 minutes. That might be too many. If we can get additional word on how much he could play, if he plays, that will change things. He's been fantastic this year very much changed up his game the ability for him to play a little bit more at the four is huge for him his assist rate is up this year with uh like Fultz and Fournier and uh Cole Anthony off the floor rebounding rate is up usage is up just clear across the board he has been better with these guys off the floor this year I actually had him showing up in the optimal lineup 16 percent of the time on FanDuel if he does play 28 minutes Uh, he's a guy that I have my eye on very clearly after that you know, $9,900 Vooch on FanDuel looks properly priced. No problem getting there. Terrence Ross, MCW, Dwayne Bacon. They will be guys that I rotate through on FanDuel, but I think Orlando as a whole looks a lot better on FanDuel than they do on DK. Jay Lopez says, Gordon sucks, Josh. Yeah, Jay Lopez, you are wildly incorrect. <laughs> Uh, for Miami here, you got maybe more appealing options, and I can't believe this is the first name I'm going to give you, but it is Kelly Olenek. 
is a guy, obviously, you could be interested in playing tonight. How about uh, Andre Iguodala if you wanted to pay way down? You got My Precious you could include as well. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, probably not guys that you're uh, necessarily drawn to. Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, guys that, you know, guys that normally you would be excited about from a real-life basketball standpoint on an 11-game slate, not as appealing here from a DFS perspective. Yeah, so no BAM. Uh, immediately, Jimmy Butler gets bumps in basically everything that he does. Uh, he's already properly priced, though. There, I don't think that there's a lot of ceiling in a $9,600 or $9,500 Jimmy Butler. He's certainly a guy that you want to have. Uh, I'm guessing somewhere in the 10 to 15% range. Ownership seems proper there. I mean, Kelly Olynyk played a ton of minutes with Bam out in that last game before the All-Star break. I see no reason that changes here. He's kind of like a similar dude to Vooch in a way. But he's 4500 on FanDuel, 5100 on DraftKings. I think he looks... Fantastic. I'm happy to pay the $5,100 price tag on DK. I do think he's going a little over-owned, but he's a like an incredible point-per-dollar play today. Certainly a guy that you want to look at in cash games. Um, Tyler Hero uh, is a guy that I think is going to go underrepresented. We haven't projected for 1% ownership on DK at 5800 If Bam's not there, I'll, I'll take my chances on Tyler Hero just getting on a heater against Orlando. The problem really is just that it's a crap game. 214 total should be the lowest on the slate, or at least it was earlier. And uh, just to close it all out, Precious is 3400 projected for 15% ownership. I am not going to play Precious today. Uh, I wouldn't have a single share of him, especially at that ownership. How many of these Philadelphia guys appeal to you? Because in terms of projections, again, what Alex has, and uh, maybe you as well, quite a bit of value return opportunity here, points per dollar. Tobias Harris, almost 6X. Uh, you got Corkmaz paying way down. He is north of 6X. Shake Milton, uh, even Dwight Howard, Seth Curry, Danny Green. You know, when you don't have, obviously, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons involved in the mix here, it's, it's value, value, value. How many of these guys... Are, uh, it, it, is it a possible game stack for you, even with an 11-game slate? Yeah, uh, four and a half, basically, is probably my answer right now. This is the unequivocal best spot on the slate for right now. I don't even know how you would go a different direction. We have Tobias Harris projected for 57% ownership on FanDuel. He's 6,900 there, 8,100 on DK. I agree with that ownership. He is unquestionably the top play on FanDuel today. Um, Shake Milton is like 20% owned across both sites. He's $4,200 on FanDuel, $5,300 on DraftKings. So these guys are different across mm -hmm. the sites, but Shake Milton, high-end play. Dwight Howard is $300 above the minimum on FanDuel. He's $5,300 on DK. So hear me again, still a good play on DraftKings. Everybody I'm naming is still good on DK. They are infinitely better on FanDuel. Seth Curry, $4,200 on FanDuel, $5,200 on DraftKings. Harris, Milton, Howard, and Curry show up in the optimal lineup no less than 23% of the time. Milton gets to 32. Harris gets to 42. If you get to Danny Green for 4,100, I think that's fine. Furkan Korkmaz is the flat min on FanDuel, 3,600 on DraftKings. He looks like a good value play. No Simmons, no Embiid. It opens up everything for everyone else. And they're taking on the Bulls. So uh, pace up spot, not a great defense. All signs point to loading up on Philadelphia. Appreciate all your birthday wishes in the chat. Of course, all of you know, not actually my birthday, but you know, the sentiment's really nice. What about for Chicago? I mean, is there, whereas you've got Philadelphia where, like you said, maybe four and a half guys you're interested in for Chicago. Is there anybody? So 
always Zach Levine uh, with no Simmons and no Embiid here. Uh, this has the potential for Zach Levine to have a truly crazy day. I can't project him differently because of that. That's just not how this game works, but he's, he's just a guy that has an immense scoring ceiling and, mm you know, two of the five best defensive players on the planet aren't available for Philly. So he's going to have his run. The problem lies in that Laurie Markkinen is back and Otto Porter is back. Just need those guys to not touch the ball as much for Zach Levine. Because they're back, I think it's hard to see anybody from Chicago truly separate from the pack. To me, you're rotating through guys from Chicago like filler, whether that's Levine, Wendell Carter in a much better matchup now against Dwight Howard or Mike Scott than it would have been against Joel Embiid. Uh, little bits of like Kobe White seem okay. I don't really want to get to Laurie Markinen in his way back. I certainly don't want to get to Porter. Thad Young's too expensive. So Levine and Carter would be the guys that I have my eye on the most. And I would just be crossing my fingers that hoping that uh, Zach Levine could have a ceiling game. About halfway home, not only time-wise, but in terms of the games. Again, 11-game slate, six left to cover. Let's go New York-Milwaukee here. Knicks first. Julius Randle, uh, Randle is always a uh, you know an appealing guy, obviously. Tends to be in a good spot tonight. Not one of his better spots. Not quite projected for 5X value. Behind him, R.J. Barrett, significant drop-off. Uh, in salary as well as point projection. So that stuff kind of evens itself out. Nerlens Dewell, you know, Emmanuel Quickly, guys like that. Uh, we're not going to have Derrick Rose. So maybe some of those guards become more available to you or more tempting for you. But, um, you know, I don't feel like there's anyone for the Knicks that I, I have to have tonight. Before we keep going, breaking news out of college basketball, Duke is out of the ACC tournament because of a COVID-19 issue within the program. Wow. Interesting. Just needed to uh, mention that a little bit. Um, this might be the worst game on the slate. Uh, Knicks are the slowest team in basketball. Bucks are 11 point favorites. It's a 222 total. Um, Alfred Payton shows up in the optimal 8% of the time. He's 4,900 on FanDuel, 5,600 on DraftKings. I'm going to go out on a limb and tell Alex that he needs to bump up the Alfred Payton minutes projection for today. I'm going to go ahead and assume that we're miles apart. Yeah, he's got him at 25. So Alfred Payton, since he's been back, he played 35 minutes in the f- his first game back before the break. Prior to that, he missed four games. The two games before that, he played 33 and 32 minutes. Both of those games also had Derrick Rose. I don't see a scenario where Alfred Payton shouldn't be projected for 30 minutes or more. I gave him 32 Uh, At which point I still think that he is a solid play, but still not even some sort of like exceptional option. Uh, There's just not going to be any ownership on them. And I think that there should be, I don't have a ton of interest getting to Julius Randall here, but again, I don't mind paying up for talent above nine K that's like 1.25 fantasy point per minute guys on the Milwaukee side. You can get yourself to Giannis. He looks great. And he's Giannis. You could play a little bit of Chris Middleton and that's fine. I wouldn't touch anybody else from Milwaukee. I wouldn't touch anybody from New York outside of Peyton and Randall. This is my least favorite game on the slate. Alex likes Brooke Lopez. Uh, I just, I don't see the need like 4,400, I, I guess is passable value. There's just infinite Brooke Lopez's today on an 11 gamer. Sure. Uh, looking at the chat here, and by the way, hit that like. Uh, let's get to 150. Really, I'd love 200 by the end of the show, but let's get to 150. Smash that like button. Good question here. Just strategy here from 
uh, Matthew says, usually always a good cash game player, starting to do tourneys. Is it best to start with four solid core players and just change up with different value plays? It doesn't matter how what order you put their guys in your lineup. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to do that. Whether you want to start with the guys that you like the most, if you want to start with value, if you want to start with studs, it's all the same. They all end up in the same spot. So I, I don't really have like a – you want to play the best players. And I know that sounds like a ridiculous statement, and uh, that used to be a tagline for other people in the industry. Um, but it's also true. Uh, you want to play the guys that you think can be in the optimal lineup as frequently mm-hmm. as possible. But like That's your best bet. So whether that's a value play or a stud or a mid-tier guy, it doesn't really matter to me what their salary is. I just want to put the best guys in my lineup as frequently as possible. Greg says, wanted to give you guys all the credit. Had my highest finish ever last night. Two months ago, I couldn't even cash on NBA, and now I'm profitable more often than not. Greg, I wasn't even on yesterday, but I'm going to take all the credit. You're welcome. I was on everything yesterday. I will take (laughs) actually all the credit. (laughs) That's awesome. Very cool, Greg. Love to see you. Yeah, congrats, man. It's awesome. Uh, Steven says, may not be Kopp's birthday, but it is National Funeral Director and Mortician Recognition Day. So plan your lineup accordingly. And if Blake Griffin were playing, it'd be a perfect play. Get those dead players out there in your lineup. Yeah, I think Blake's going to surprise some people. Yeah? I, I mean, know, I know maybe. not tonight, it, it can't be any worse than, like, some of these other guys. You think he'll be a good play for uh, for Brooklyn, ultimately, down the line once he gets himself settled? I don't know about good play, but I don't think it's going to be a problem to give him like 18 to 24 minutes. Okay. Something to think about. Let's go uh, Minnesota and Nolens first for the Timberwolves. You would think Carl Anthony Towns, obviously, at the top of the heap. He is your projected high scorer, but not necessarily in the best spot as compared to some of the other stars that are available to you tonight. Uh, really, it might be more of a value night on this side. Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Jalen... Um, Noel, you get uh, Nas Reed, Jaden McDaniels, guys like that, Jake Lime, uh, Lehman. How many of these guys do you like? A lot. So I think Minnesota might be the second best team on the slate um, because they're all priced down. No Malik Beasley, no D'Angelo Russell. So Towns is 9,500 on FanDuel, 10K on DraftKings. I'm not in love with a 10K price tag on DK, but 9,500 for Towns looks fantastic. A lot of points to be scored in this one. 239 total is the highest on the slate. Uh, with no uh, Jordan McLaughlin. I think Ricky Rubio sees a bump in minutes. So he is 4,700 on FanDuel, 6K on DK. Uh, I think that he's probably in the optimal lineup 15 to 20% of the time. He's chalky on FanDuel, but I actually have no problem paying the 6K price tag on DK either. I think he's about half as owned as he should be. Similar story for Anthony Edwards, 6,500 and 6,700 across both sites. He's a huge usage bump with Malik Beasley off the floor. He's a guy that I'd like to have in like 16% of my lineups. Uh, I don't mind getting to some Jaden McDaniels. I don't mind getting to some Jalen Noel because all these guys are either priced at the minimum or at least close to it. The one guy that we do need to talk about, though, it's not fun. Jake Lehman is the flat minimum on FanDuel. He's Mm. 3,300 on DK. He's played two games since he's been back um, before the break. Played 26 minutes on the third, played 30 minutes on the 28th, hadn't played for a while prior to that. Um, If he's going to continue to get those minutes, I gave him 28. I have to expect that he's going to get that sort of rotation, especially with some of these guys still out. 28, like flat men, Jake Lehman at 2,800 or $3,300 Jake Lehman at 28 minutes. 
uh, that's a value play that I think you guys have to pay attention to. It's less interesting on FanDuel because the value isn't as necessary. I would rather get to Towns, Rubio, Edwards. That's um, fine. But we're projecting Jake Lehman for 3% ownership on FanDuel, so I'm still even cool with paying down. I think that number should be more like 10 to 12. And on DraftKings, 22% of the time I have him in the mm. optimal lineup. We will get more value as the day opens up, and guys like Jake Lehman will fall a little bit just naturally. But for right now, you have to be looking at him because I think he's going to play like 26 minutes or more at a minimal salary. This game projected for almost 240 points. That is right around where the over-under is sitting. It is the top one on the slate. So, you know, like Josh said, obviously, a lot of good opportunity here in this game for New Orleans. Um, You know, Zion's not in a great spot, at least projected based on his salary right now. Brandon Ingram, a better spot, but still not necessarily a guy you feel like you got to get to. It's more along the lines, it it, it seems like Steven Adams or um, NAW, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, you could get uh, Josh Hart in there. Uh, Maybe it's even a, uh, you know, Guillermo Hernan Gomez night. Who do you like here? So... I got to talk about Brandon Ingram on FanDuel first. He's 7,700 there, 8,400 okay. on DK. He's on a completely different tier on FanDuel. Uh, probably a cash consideration. Picking up a bunch of ownership, I think it is all warranted. After that, that's when you start seeing everybody look similar. Zion is up to 9K on FanDuel. We have him projected for no ownership. I think that is wildly incorrect. I would be giving him about 10% there. On DK, everybody looks similar. Ingram, Ball, Bledsoe, Hart, all about 8% optimal. The New Orleans side is picking up more ownership than I would like to see. I understand why they're getting it, but I think they're all just like slightly over-owned in comparison to the rest of the slate. So I would pump the brakes a little bit on the Pelicans. You should still be rotating through the guys that play 30 minutes, but don't go too crazy because I think the ownership is already outpacing their likelihood of success. Stay up to date, folks, on the latest NBA DFS news with our at Osimo NBA Twitter handle. Again, that's at Osimo NBA. Our guy News God will be delivering the latest on injuries, starting lineups, minutes, limits, and so much more, obviously, over the course of the entire day, and especially right before lineups lock. So make sure that you give Osimo NBA on Twitter a follow and check out News God's Twitter handle. He's hanging out here with us in the chat, as he always does, moderating and, uh, of course, involved with you guys. At NewsGod, N-E-W-Z, God, underscore DFS. Be sure to also catch today's deep dive article uh, that is free all season long. It is a must read if you are playing NBA DFS tonight. So shouts to uh, our guy, Ship My Money, as well. You want to uh, make sure you're checking out what Adam has to say. So let's take a look at Dallas and OKC as we've got a handful of games still left to cover. Obviously getting a little bit later on in the evening. Uh, Eastern time, or regardless, no matter where you are, they're still later in the earlier games. Luca is, uh, like you said, solid spot, projected for almost 60 fantasy points, 5x value. I really, it, it becomes a question of is there anyone else on Dallas you feel compelled to roster? Yes, Chris Epps, Porzingis aggressively on FanDuel, 7,700 again, same as yesterday. You have to be playing him here against Oklahoma City. They have no one that could even remotely check him. So it's Luca aggressive, Chris Epps, Porzingis aggressively. Those two guys, a lot. I'm talking 15, 20, 25%. All of that looks pretty good. Um, and then no one else. Uh, there's no chance that I'm playing anybody else from Dallas today. All right. Okay, see, let's take a look at that side of things. And uh, this, oh, I just the Thunder constantly frustrate me because you never know 
uh, who's going to get ruled out late, which guy isn't going to play, or they're going to be down to their minimum eight, whatever it is. But uh, at least looking at it as of right now, for the most part, everybody is available who you care about. Uh, I mean, Diallo's not there. Uh, Hill's not there. But for the most part, everybody else is. Ty Jerome, in terms of a value, obviously, he's uh, near the minimum. But other than that, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a uh, pay-up for SGA or or even take advantage of Al Horford's salary kind of night, at least for me. But what do you think? Uh, Oklahoma City is essentially unplayable on DraftKings. Nobody in the optimal more frequently than 5% for Shea. You can bump that up a little bit, and I think it's okay. Ty Jerome looks like an okay value option. I expect that goes away by 7 o'clock tonight. The only thing that you should be doing with Oklahoma City, if you are playing on FanDuel, you should have, I don't know, 15 to 25% of Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's only 7900 there, $1,000 cheaper than he is on DraftKings. Going to play 36 minutes, going to dominate the ball and do a little bit of everything for OKC. That's the guy that you want. Unquestionably the best play on Oklahoma City. Uh, he's in the same tier as Luca and Porzingis on FanDuel as well. Ownership is already there, not sending me off of him at all. Otherwise, you can skip Oklahoma City today. Uh, anchor in the chat says, give us EMAC, EMAC 2024. Would you vote for EMAC in office? I certainly would not. <laughs> I don't think he'd be offended by that. Hit the to like. be fair, to I don't there. have any interest in voting on anybody, really. <laughs> well, good. That's, that's how you don't offend anybody. Yeah. Uh, Golden State and the Clippers as we move to the 10 Eastern games. For Golden State, Steph coming off of you know, just doing his thing at the all-star event, obviously the dramatic three point contest, win, the half court shots, all the good stuff that he does. But in terms of fantasy tonight, not to say he's not, you know, the, the potential is always there to blow up for 60 fantasy points. doesn't feel like tonight's the night where that's going to happen though. Um, there's really nobody on the golden state side as I scan it over quickly, but I feel like you've, you've got to get in there, but what about you? All right, so this one's tricky. They are GPP only and large field GPP only at that. I don't like the spot against the Clippers at all, but no one's getting owned. Like Wiggins is at 3%. That's basically the highest of anybody. Curry, no. Draymond, no. Oubre, no. None of these guys are getting any ownership. Now, I think that's wrong. I think they're all in like the 5 to 8% chance of being in the optimal range. So if you wanted to take a stand and say, I think Golden State plays well today, they're at no ownership, I want to get... 10% of Curry, 10% of Draymond, 10% of Ubre. I would like that strategy in a very large field GPP, the 150,000 entry type stuff. Otherwise, I don't think that they're in the line, the optimal lineups frequently enough that you're not that you're getting to these guys with any sort of regularity. It's a tough spot against the Clippers, but if their ownership does stay minuscule, sub 1% type stuff, I would start to open them up into looks in larger field contests. Looks like top-heavy options on the Clippers side of things. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, Kawhi's Kawhi. He's projected for about 45 points. Similarly, Paul George. George, uh, I'm not going to play simply out of uh, protest because he's on my poop emoji list after getting ruled out basically after lock the other night due to, quote, dizziness. Uh, Serge Ibaka is in a solid spot. I was really upset with Paul George that night. after I, I, I put him in with like a minute before lock, and then all of a sudden that happened. So I was just generally pissed off the entire night but uh what do you think on the clipper side Mm -hmm. anyway who of these guys do you want to get to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George Paul George 78 yeah Paul George 7800 on Fandle uh close to a lock in cash games gotta gotta be looking that direction looks still still looks good at 8500 on DK um both of those guys are picking up a little bit of ownership and it's fully warranted 
they are to me really the only two guys that you should be looking at with any sort of real aggression. Serge Ibaka is 4,600 on DK. He's 5,800 on FanDuel. Don't play him on FanDuel. I think he looks a little bit better on DraftKings, especially if he could soak up a couple extra minutes. Um, there, I think there's some variability there. He is getting a little bit of ownership, but I, I think that that makes some sense. After that, I'm not going anywhere here. I don't want Nick Batum or Marcus Morris or Pat Bev. It is Paul George and Kawhi for me. If you are not available to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, for shame! But that's okay. You can always, you know, go back. Shows get archived. They're not going anywhere. They, you, know, you could scroll back and watch an NBA strategy show from three weeks ago if you wanted to right now. I don't know why you would want to, but that's available to you. So all the shows, they are sitting there on YouTube. But on top of that, almost all Osmo YouTube shows are available through the Osmo Podcast Network. We've got a podcast for every sport available on every major platform. So make sure you head over to Osmo.com slash podcast to check out the very latest. Okay, leave a five-star rating and review one of our podcasts uh, on any of them, for that matter, with your Twitter handle or email address, you will be eligible to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. Only one winner will be uh, awarded, but every Friday and reviews will be eligible uh, to win for up to uh, one year, for that matter. So good luck to you. People do read these things, so make sure you get those reviews in. As uh, you know, podcast people say, subscribe and give us the the five-star review and Hit the, you know, all the, all the good stuff with the ratings and whatnot. I'm not good yes, at promoting yes. podcasts. So let's go uh, Phoenix and Portland here. Uh, just a couple games left for us. I don't think there's anybody really on the Suns that, uh, you know, there, there's some decent spot guys. Uh, Chris Paul, obviously. DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Bridges, you could say as well. Jay Crowder. But uh, none of these guys are, are guys that I, I feel like with 11 games, you got to sneak in. At least on FanDuel, Phoenix is the answer to my question in the strategy syllabus of who is the worst team to target. Overall, okay. whether it's FanDuel or DK, no one shows up in the optimal lineup for me more than 6.5% of the time. That means that I'm probably not getting to you all that frequently. So uh, as best I can tell. Now, one thing to say, Devin Booker's questionable. If Devin Booker ends up out, Phoenix is going to look a little bit different. We're going to be changing up 30% usage in 34 minutes or so. So things will start to open up at that point. But right now, Phoenix, as far as I'm concerned, isn't on the slate. El Negro Loco says, your reaction to the PG-13 news in Slack was priceless, beardless Adam. People just living in my misery. George is on the, he's on the crap list for a little while. I'll, I'll spite myself if I have to for a period of time, uh, like tonight, potentially. All right, so how about Portland? Uh, you know, Dame's Dame, we know that. And it's Cantor, you know, more often than not in a good spot this year. But anyone for Portland that you, uh, you know, is, is something of a must roster for you? Uh, mostly just Dame. He's in double digits in ownership on FanDuel, fully warranted. Should be in about 20% of your lineups. Get to about 15 of them, 15% on DraftKings. I think that's fine. After that, no one really stands out. Covington playing huge minutes, plus at the backup five. I think Covington matches up well against someone like Dario Saric, so I think it fits this matchup. I get to Gary Trent a lot because he shoots the hell out of the ball and does very little else, but when he falls into those peripheral stats, he can have a night where he breaks free because he's also going to take 20 shots, at least until CJ gets back. Um, but none of these guys are standing out as guys that are like full on, you should have a bunch of them outside of Damian Lillard. Patrick uh, in the chat here says, looks like I'm saving myself a lot of hassle with the slate. Just playing uh, Philly and, my, and, and Minnesota guys. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to have a lot of Philly and Minnesota guys, and you're going to mm-hmm. rotate through all of the other good plays around them, and that's how you get fill out 150 lineups. 
<laughs> pretty much all right final game see this this is efficiency right here 11 games you blow through it the way that we are uh allow you to go back and rewatch, relearn before things change and the slate gets flipped on his head in in about six hours uh john wall for houston here against sacramento is in a solid spot victor oladipo not quite as much but certainly not in a bad spot uh, eric gordon kind of the same story you could pay down for somebody like a pj tucker who do you like here for the rockets Oh God, this team is the worst. So Eric Gordon's <laughs> questionable. He's a thousand dollars cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. I have quite a bit of interest in him on FanDuel if he plays. If he doesn't play, then you're going to have a lot of Houston interest one way or the other. Keep an eye on Kevin Porter. He may or may not be playing today for Houston. Kevin Porter Jr. is 3,200 on DraftKings today. I don't know what he's going to do minutes-wise or anything, but if they let him go, uh, $3,200 Kevin Porter is a guy you need to get to. Oladipo looks the best of anybody on this team, particularly on FanDuel at 7,700. But after that, it's, you know, 10% of Wall and 10% of Justin Patton, 10% of Jay Sean Tate, 10% of Eric Gordon, 10% of PJ Tucker on DraftKings at 3,500. No one just separates from the pack to me outside of Oladipo on FanDuel because of his price tag. But you have to get to so much of Houston because they run such a tight rotation Everybody's going to play, you know, 26 plus minutes if you're playing in the rotation, except for maybe Porter if he's there. And if he ends up not being there, everything that I'm saying is even more aggressive. Houston's the perfect filler. You should probably have one guy from Houston in like every lineup that you have today. Sacramento's defense is bad. The total on this game, 227. I expected that to be higher, but it might go higher throughout the day. This is a fantastic spot to get guys from Houston, but because of where their salaries lie, I think they all look really similar. So just Play a bunch of them. Just don't play a bunch of them in the same lineup. All right. How about for Sacramento here to uh, wrap us up, at least in terms of the uh, the DFS element of these games, the Kings who might be sellers going into the trade deadline, according to a report that's out there. You got De'Aaron Fox, Rashawn Holmes, who's probably in an even better spot, Marvin Bagley, Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald. You know, we're used to these names, but who stands out? Yeah, so Fox is the clear-cut top guy. 8,500 on FanDuel. Yes, please. Uh, 9,100 on DraftKings. Still looking good. After that, it's just filler. So the starters, because they play huge minutes. I mean, they had it down to like a seven-man rotation before the break. So Holmes, Heald, Bagley, Barnes, kind of just like on the Houston side. I like getting mini game stacks of this Houston-Sacramento game, but I don't have anybody that I'm just like, oh, this guy's in it all the time. Mm -hmm. You can grab two or three of these guys total, and rotate through them all and i think that that's fine it's just because of minutes and matchup in this spot if i had to pick one guy other than De'Aaron fox as sort of the best option god i don't even know if i could do it it's probably buddy healed for me which isn't fun um i would rather just you know cast a pretty wide net with sacramento that seems like the best option to me just based on the way that they're rotating or this rotation has been pinched Tyrese Halliburton should be back as well. He's significantly too expensive on FanDuel at 7,600. Not a spot I want to be. Don't really think that I would get there too much at 6,700 on DK either. But uh, the Fox, Holmes, Heald, Bagley, Barnes, I don't know what five people is, but what, whatever the word is for group of five, uh, feel free to go to like 5 to 10% of all of those guys. 
All right. Let's tell you here. Uh, obviously, we want to incorporate some betting. We always do. So don't make a bet without shopping for the best odds first. I'm talking odd shopper here. Betting lines, they change by the minute. They can vary greatly depending on which book you are using. That's why it's important to use the Osmo odd shopper and uh, find the best line available to you on the game that you are betting on and give you the edge that you need to beat the house. Okay, so head on over to oddshopper.osmo.com where we compile the very best bets available for every game updated in real time, folks. You can sign up for free today, track your bets, and receive alerts when the lines move. So I don't know if you have an odd shopper open in front of you here, but I pulled it up. And what's interesting, at least uh, as things sit on the books tonight with what we've got on odd shopper, generally we're looking at point spreads, money lines, you know, totals, things like that. Uh, things are really uh, first quarter heavy in terms of the lines that are available to you right now. Is Are you drawn to kind of that uh, early start or in-game betting? I have never even looked at it in my entire life. The problem for me is that I can't, I have no like legitimate sports book options in North Carolina. Yeah, makes sense. I would probably be way deeper into it if I had access to any of the books, but we don't have any legalization here, which sucks. Well, since I don't think Josh is, uh, you know, going to want to give you a, a ton of, you know, first quarter total and, and point spread advice on, you know, like, how do you feel about the, you know, the, the Hawks and Raptors with an over under of 57 and a half in the, in the first quarter. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on that, but what we can do, no. look at some player props here. Now we're talking. Yeah. How about uh, Gordon Hayward? One of that Charlotte side, 19 and a half points tonight. That's the over under across uh, all the books that we've got listed here. Where do you have them projected? 19.7 so that one is going to be a firm stay away yeah okay uh who else do we have here who's a uh, one that really kemba walker with marcus smart coming back he is at 19 and a half what do you think of him so i i would actually have a slight lean towards the over uh i have him at 20.8 right now um so mm-hmm. i would ha- i would happily get a little bit of the over for kemba but not a strong strong play definitely though leaning over if anything Kyrie Irving against his old team, obviously James Harden, just without Kevin Durant, both these guys are listed at 27 and a half their points tonight. How do you feel? About I, have, them? I have Irving at 26. I have James Harden at 26 and a half. So I would be looking more towards the under on both of them. I think that they're getting a little bit of lo- too much love against a Boston team with Marcus smart back. I think that makes a huge difference mm-hmm. for them on the perimeter. Kyle Lowry and those shorthanded Raptors. Uh, I know you said he's not a guy that you feel like you got to play tonight. Well, what do you think about 22 and a half in terms of an over under for his points? Yeah, I'm, I'm well under that. that w- I would be taking the under there. I have him at 19.2. So I would okay. be following up my lack of Kyle Lowry in my lineups with also the under bet. Uh, honestly, I would probably bet on the over as a life hedge. <laughs> Norman Powell here is at 24 and a half. Uh, that is actually, so like I have a 25 and a half. I would be more okay. likely to take the over on Norm Powell's points than I would for like Kyle Lowry. I think Norm Powell does the scoring. Kyle Lowry does the facilitation. Giannis 31 and a half looking like uh, one of the higher options available to you here. Probably avoiding that one. I have him at 31. Okay. Let's see if there's anyone else that we want to throw out. This is surprising, um, given at least the way we were talking about him DFS-wise. Zion, 28 and a half across the books. I have him at 28.3. So if you really want to take that point two point edge, there you go. Let's see if there's anybody else. I think those are most of the appealing ones. 
Vooch, 26 and a half, 27 and a half, depending on the book. Where do you have him? 25 and a half. So I guess I would be leaning a little bit towards the under on Vooch. Nothing too aggressive, though. One of the last guys that you threw out. This will be the last one for you. SGA, uh, 24 and a half. Ooh, so I like him a lot on FanDuel given his price tag, but I actually have the under there. I have him at 22.8. So that's a testament to how much I really do like him on FanDuel. I'm under his points prop right now, and I still think he's a fantastic option because of he's, I think he's 7,700 on FanDuel. I'm the champ, says in the chat. My first time playing NBA DFS, I almost won $500. Awesome. Good for you. Keep it up. Hold on, uh, and hold, on, like hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What does I almost won $500 mean? Well, that means you did not win $500. What well, did you I win? guess you could, you could, it's, it's not a very well-written sentence. You could take it a couple different ways, right? It's either, it's either I almost won, meaning like, ah, I fell short, like that didn't work out for me. Or the way I chose to interpret it is I almost won 500 bucks, meaning like I won, you know, I don't know, 475. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, Sure. That's how, I'm, that's how I'm choosing to get into it. I'm giving this guy early on a Thursday. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what to make of that. I really don't. I almost had uh, relations with Rachel McAdams, but I actually only just watched The Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? I, w- I wish I could have verbalized every little thing that went through my head right there. You should have seen the hamster on the wheel, man, but uh, let's also, let's uh, also do this much too. Um, I almost won $500. If your buy-in was 1500, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of X factors here. Uh Oh man. Steven says, good show guys. Got through those games really well. Appreciate you. All right. Where are we going on the wall? All right, let's do this. Let me make my screen bigger so that I can see it. I have to pin sure. you first. And if you want, hey, you can, uh, it's expansive here. You can go off, off, off screen if you want. No, I can't go off screen. Okay. Um, so the bobblehead that I thought was Nomar, but is actually Mookie Betts. We're going to okay. head over that way. Yeah. We're going to go three shelves below that. Okay. Perfect. One to the right. One to the right. From yes. the right or to the right? No, no, no. One to one more shelf over to the right. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then go uh, six in from the right. Six in from the right. All right. I think one, it's six. Two, three, four, five. Oh, it's a winner. This is a winner. Good pick. The Rock. Ha, okay. Good move. I mean, obviously a fantastic movie. A great anything movie. That, anything that Nick Cage touches turns to gold. Oh, and Sean Connery, winners going home and Stoop and the prom queen. You kidding me? <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Everybody needs movie. to go and watch The Rock tonight. I'm Stanley Goodspeed, but of course you are. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Fittingly sitting right next to Con Air, which is just another Nick Cage golden rocket of a movie. What a gem, dude. What a gem. What up, what up, Dave Chappelle? El Nick, yeah, right. Give him the buddy. El Negro Loco says it's always six in. That's true. Is that a lucky number for you, six? Uh, no. Maybe. Just leans. Hasn't been in the past. Yeah. Well, good pull. Good pull. Now I kind of want to watch it. I like it. You should. It's a shame what's Everyone happened should. to Nick Cage. All these, you know, straight to on demand or DVD movies that, you know, doesn't do anything that you've ever heard of and hasn't in about a decade. Did you watch him as the host of that profanity documentary on Netflix? So I haven't. I watched the trailer and it just very quickly looked like he was going to be the best and maybe only good part of it. 
it's pretty cool to just see like the etymology of the word and stuff. Uh, I, I would recommend watching it. Some of them are better than others. Like it's a lot cooler to hear uh, the fudge one than yeah. uh, like damn or something like that, but it's still pretty good. Well, it's a great, at least it is a, for anyone who hasn't seen the trailer, watch the trailer just to see it open with Nick Cage screaming the F word at, uh, for as, as loud and yeah, as yeah. loud and long as he can. It's unbelievable. It's good stuff. Oh man. Yeah, I do need to check that out. All right, what do we have coming up over the course of the day today? Probably more Josh, because that is what the people demand. I'm done, dude. I thought I was on stuff, but I'm not. Good for you. Good for you. NHL Strategy Show is uh, coming up 3 o'clock. That's four hours away, Eastern time here. Uh, NBA Deep Dive, Deeper Dive, 445 after the tip-off, which, of course, comes your way at 4. So a nice block of NBA programming. Tip-off, NBA Deeper Dive, NBA Live Before Lock at 6 o'clock to get you ready. Slate does begin at 7 o'clock Eastern, just one game, and then the rest begins 730 or later. So uh, in terms of late swaps, you'll have plenty of time to make changes, obviously. Don't get too locked into that first game. MMA strategy show is at 8 o'clock. Uh, 9 o'clock NBA late slate live before lock. So you got that for you as well. Um, we got uh, our guy Emac is uh, in the chat. Says, uh, do you know the uh, etymology of, <laughs> of your name, Goodspeed? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's good. Ed Harris chewing up his scenes. Ed Harris was, uh, was great. Love Ed Harris. Yeah. Big fan. Just a, just a strong movie all the way around. Well, we've gone an hour plus, covered 11 games, talked about The Rock, got into some betting talk, and Josh is going out to get a shot just to come on back home and not leave. So progress, baby. That's what it's all about. Uh, make sure you tune in for everything. Later on in the Osmo YouTube page, our thanks to uh, Jordan, who just you know keeps this ship running, keeps a, a tight ship. You should see what he says to us behind the scenes to keep us in line whenever we go a little off kilter. And of course, uh, I'll be back with you on Monday. Look forward to that. Same time, same show, different uh, co-host, sidekick fella, and that uh, that will be Nerd Ass Greg or, or Tinder Lake. Greg Ehrenberg will join me on Monday. Look forward to that. But everybody, enjoy your weekend. Good luck with the slate tonight. And Josh, pleasure, buddy. Better on, man. It was good stuff. Always.